What up, Sheridan College? You guys are listening to The Rebuild on Sheridan Life Radio. I'm your host, Phil, and I'm in studio with Jeremy. How's it going, Jeremy? Oh, it's going pretty good. Finally got to sleep in this morning, so that was good. Yeah, I wish I could say the same. I haven't really been able to get some sleep. Uh, I got classes 8 a.m. every day. Yep, today was the first day for me, so... Yeah, it's been good. So has the Leafs, actually, despite the one loss earlier this week. They got a second chance against Montreal last night. Yeah, that's an AHL lineup loss, so I'm not, like, looking too much into that game on Monday. But uh, at least yesterday's game was more upbeat and had a little more tempo to it, as they were both, like, somewhat NHL lineups. Well, I actually thought both teams looked really good yesterday. I I really felt that the Habs showed a lot of speed. And I know Domi wasn't there, which actually adds a little bit more to their team as well. Yeah, Cockney and Yemi looked great. That's the third overall pick last year in the draft, or this year, whatever you want to say. Uh, he, I, I think I saw Claude Julian said he's going to make the team. I don't. I, I think he should. I don't know if he should based on, like, you don't want to put him in there, but like just like how the team is. But I don't know. If he's in there, that adds depth. If Domi somehow plays first, second-line center, who knows? Uh, I think it's, I think it's, they're a big question mark. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially in the league right now, having a team with a lot of speed like they do can always be good. Uh, you know, ne- you never really know. Uh, like, if you want to take a team, for example, like all those young guys who ended up really good, being really good on New Jersey last year, they made the playoffs and they had one, realistically one player on their team that yeah. was a well now a superstar. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know about this year. I don't know if they should put him in there, but I think in a year or two from now, they're definitely going to have like they've drafted. They have dra- like draft picks coming up still. Like they have like three second rounds or something. Yeah, it's funnier. They're they're in a better spot than you would have thought. Yeah. So Bergerman doesn't actually look too in the immediate fu- like in the immediate like right now it doesn't look great. But in the future, like they got Suzuki who's another center, and if Kakanyemi turns out and Suzuki turns out and you got Domi, like I I see a little more potential. It's not like it's a lot. They're a tear up from Ottawa. That's <laughs> good news. Well, yeah. But. I felt like, well, that's exactly what I was going to get in, uh, mention. I was going to say that um, uh, Eugene Melnick and Pierre Dorian, what they've done in Ottawa has kind of made Montreal, like, because at first it was all, oh, Montreal's bad, Montreal's tanking, Montreal's doing this and that. But, like, they kind of took a back seat after that. Everything's happened with Ottawa, and they actually are, now that, like, the, the spotlight's away from Montreal and on Ottawa, it's actually, and you go back to look at Montreal, they're actually not in that bad of a spot. I 100% agree. I think that, like, they have all these, like I just said, they have all these guys. You said they have speed. They have all these young guys. Mete. Well, the even thing, Mike Riley on D, like, they look good, and they're young. And it's not a rebuild because they couldn't do one with eight-year contracts with Weber and Price. So or it's like, almost a retool, and maybe not this year, but next year, the year after, they're going to come around as long as uh, Weber and Price stay healthy and are still, like, capable. I think they'll be a good team in a couple of years. Cool. All right, let's move it on to the Leafs. Yeah, 5-3 win last night. Yeah. Uh, Montreal actually scored first. The Leafs uh, didn't actually get a shot till at least five minutes into the game. Uh, Montreal pretty much was every shift they were out there getting uh, shots, putting pressure. Tatar actually looked really good. Uh, uh, and then basically what happened is the Habs took a couple penalties and they got that power play out there. And it was uh, the first time we saw that power play of Tavares in front of the net, Marner and Matthews in a corner. And then you had Kadri as like a high slot guy, and Riley kind of just played both D. Yeah, it's pretty cool because the the corner guys come up and are yeah, on the, the like, whole half boards, bo- and half Riley goes across right. the across the plane. Um, well, yeah, it it's was like, insane. It's like because Marner can run everything, 
Matthews can still run stuff, but he's also there for that one-timer where it, we'll get to that. But like, Well, he have, got that. In the second period, they got him that puck it on It was the, Marner right across to him, wasn't it? But he, they fool everyone, and then they go over to Matthews, and he takes a short side shot on the left side. Top cheese it's on looking a lot, Price. It's looking a lot like a Washington power play. It's going to be lethal this year. I think it's better. Well, because yeah. well, you don't necessarily have to cover that one area where Ovechkin is. Every, the danger is coming from all different areas. Yeah, people think it's only Ovechkin, but the reason why the power play is Kuzi, so good... Backstrom. The reason why it's so good is because Backstrom runs anything, and he can either give it to right shot defenseman John Carlson, right, or right shot Ovechkin, right shot... Who am I missing on there? There's one more guy Kuzi. on top of... There's one more guy on top of Kuzi. He has four options. That's what's Oshie. the second... That's it. But he plays slot. Yeah. He's so, a Tavares. So they have all these options. So go ahead, cover Ovechkin. We're going to get it somehow, and you guys are going to have gonna, to move over, and we'll get it back to Ovechkin. And they're going to cheat, and then it opens a guy up. It's gonna be it's gonna be lethal. I was listening to uh, I think it was Gordon Miller. He was talking about like most power play goals in a year, somewhere in the '80s. We don't count that, but since the lockout, the uh, most was uh, actually I think it's Pittsburgh in 0809, and it was 108. The Leafs are second with the McCabe in like 0506, but yeah, I can see them getting like 80 power play goals. Jeez, uh, the most last year was 68 with Pittsburgh, so it would be a big jump. But who knows? Anyway, that power play line looks looks lethal, yeah. Yeah, and not only the power play was good, Marner uh, had a really good game. Um, and I don't even, it, like, I know he's playing with Tavares, but Tavares is not what's making Marner great. Like, Marner's, he's, like, he had three different opportunities where he picked someone off deep in the hab zone and got a shot to, on net, or, like, well, the goalie was out of place. The goal he scored, Price came out to play the puck, and Marner just swooped around the slot, one hand tapped it in. If he can play like that in the season, he will. Boy, he's his like, contract year. He know he's gonna be on his game. And like, it's not like he's out there. Like, it's not even like he was working his hat, working his butt off out there. He was like going hard, but not all the way. And he just he's just so casual out there. And he puts puck on people's stick. Like Matthews, what did he get? Three assists and a goal. Matthews? No, Marner. Three assists and yeah, a goal. Exactly. And the goal was a uh, shorthanded actually, which is like only a second yeah. game playing shorthanded. And then he set up Marlowe for a beauty. And then assisted on both power play goals. So yeah, I'm Kadri pretty sure, shot, Matthew shot. I'm pretty sure when I looked at the stats, there was eight goals on the night. Only one of them was uh, five on five. Wow. One was four on four. I think four power play goals, two shorthanded goals, something like that. So a lot of special teams in that game. I'm excited to see, like, because obviously at the start of every year, there's like the refs are more strict. There's more power plays, but then it sort of obviously it 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 t- trails off and it goes back to normal by the time the playoffs start. But imagine the Leafs getting, like, if they can get, like, three power plays a game, that's, like, two goals. And then you have Matthews, who's the, like, pretty much the leading scorer five on five the last two years. Like, it's going to be deadly. I know. I'm excited for the power play, that first unit. Yeah, and that's all coming uh, Wednesday night in Toronto at 7 p.m. at the Scotiabank Arena. Nice. I usually work Wednesday nights, and I'm going to try and get it off. I work, too. So I'm going to be recording and watching that one. Uh, they are playing Detroit twice more over the weekend. Um, at this point, I don't think we're going to see too many of the big guns out, maybe for one more game. Uh, but I, th- I think you're going to see a lot of the, 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 the eight, nine, ten defensemen and forwards that are going to be battling it out for those last spots. Yeah, so what I looked at is uh, this lineup's actually going to be playing tomorrow night in Toronto against Detroit, like mostly the same lineup, NHL lineup. Uh, McElhaney instead of Pickard will be backing up Anderson and then Saturday in Detroit 
is the AHL lineup mostly. That's the last tryout. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, uh, I'm actually, I'm going to try to catch, I mean, I can't catch the uh, game on Saturday, but I need to, I really want to watch the game on Friday. Is it Friday and Saturday? I think so. And I'm really hoping to catch uh, Philip Zadina play for Detroit. I saw him score an unbelievable goal last night. Guy's got a bullet. Guy's got a sweet shot. Yeah. Like, it's speed and shots is what the NHL is turning into now. And I, I really think, I think he went seventh overall. He fell, yeah, six or seven. Which yeah. actually, Detroit got kind of lucky. A lot of Rangers fans I know were upset that they didn't take Zadina at, I think, 10? No? Oh, no, they missed him because Detroit talk, took him. Yeah. But for Detroit, I mean... It sucks because, like, they got a winger and they don't have any centers, and now they just lost Zetterberg. Well, they were going to draft a center. He, that's what, that was their plan. But Zadina was supposed to go two, three, four. He fell down. So you they just took him anyways. You take the most skilled guy, and yeah. you, you, it's just that's what In you got to do. In those situations. Yeah. Um, so Leafs, well, everyone in the NHL on Monday and Tuesday before the uh, season starts, they have to, uh, like, bring, it, bring their teams down to 23-man rosters. Yeah, they're still, like, 40-something right now. 43. So they have 20 guys. Like, a lot of teams have most of their guys down. And usually, I hear that the Leafs usually have most of their guys down now anyways. But it looks like they're just keeping them to the end of the preseason games. And then they're going to drop most of their players down. But a lot of them do need waivers. Like, all three goalies, Sparks, McElhaney, and Pickard. So Two have to go on waivers. Well, unless you're keeping three, which I don't think they are. So two of them's going down. And then uh, you got Justin Hall needs waivers. Goatse needs waivers. There's some guys oh. that could be picked up. So that could, like, I know they're not great guys, but they're depth guys that we need. Yeah, for injuries and whatnot. So, like, Especially in defense. And Freddie the Goat, like, he's been there forever, and I don't see anyone picking well, him up. Well, they signed him for a one year, right? Yeah, but one way. That's why he's yeah. not, he needs waivers. So I don't see anyone picking him up, but who knows? There's a lot of – so I guess on Tuesday when we're on, we'll – talk about who's i'm sure there'll be a lot of people picking up all over the league well the team will be made by then yeah yeah but i mean like yeah there'll be a lot of league stuff yeah so it should be pretty interesting and then season starts on wednesday all right so the nhl has uh not too much going on but uh we obviously have some news for you guys what are we going to start with here uh uh i guess the biggest story right now would be the yori latera um has been not has been allegedly accused of being part of a cocaine ring in Sweden. And they have, uh, <laughs> they've basically got a group of like 20 or so people that are involved in this ring. And Latera is apparently one of them. So what I heard was that he wasn't, it was, it was going on at like a summer home or something, but he wasn't even there at the time that like all these people got arrested or whatever, but it was at his summer home. So he's obviously going to, He's be questioned and if he could be in or something. Yeah. So we don't know exactly. Like, there's not much about it yet, but uh, it could be pretty. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Could be pretty deadly. For and him. I mean, it's actually a pretty good representation of like what's happened to him since I guess he moved away from the Tarasenko line, got traded for Braden Shen. Don't know how how Philadelphia pulled that off, but sorry, how St. Louis pulled that off. But uh, I mean, once he went over to Philly, he slotted back to like third, fourth line, and then like a scratch player and obviously he's getting paid but um don't really see him too much in the nhl well when you get a player like latera playing with tarasenko your points go up and player like well, Braden shen who didn't have the greatest year i think the year before he got traded so it's a steal for st louis but at the time it is and i feel bad for latera because i feel like he 
was on his way to becoming a better center. Like he obviously with that power winger who can score goals like that, it helps a lot. Uh, but the fact that like he had to get traded uh, and then end up playing with like like Philadelphia at the time when he got traded didn't really it wasn't too stacked on their third line in terms of wingers. They had a yeah. lot of young guys like Matt Reed and Konechny, uh, but who eventually obviously moved up. Uh, I just I don't know. I liked Latera when he when he came in to the league with Tarasenko. It was like they came in together. Yeah, I feel like he's a like he's a less a lesser Bozak type of thing. But obviously, this we'll see where this goes. We'll maybe yeah. come back to it once there's some more info on it. Yeah, we'll track it. Uh, Want to get into Zach Smith? Yeah, that's quite the story. So he clears waivers. Yeah, so they put him on waivers. I think on Monday. Or, oh no, it must have been on it Tuesday. Was Tuesday. Yeah, after we got off, uh, and uh, he makes I think three point five million dollars for the next. It's two or three. That's years. a tough waiver pickup if you're to pick that up. Well, that's what. I'm assuming they threw him on waivers, hoping they would just dump the contract. But no one's picking that up because everyone who want who would want him would need to dump salary. I'm assuming as well because he's a third line center on yep. most good teams. So with him going on waivers, I think a lot of the Ottawa players were not too happy. Duchesne, especially being yeah. one of them. Uh, I can't. I don't think we can say it on air, but he said uh, it was a big kick in the. Not, no, I don't know what to say. It was just a big kick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I guess he was he he was offended. Zach Smith is actually the longest tenured player for the Ottawa Senators, playing just wow. over 500 games. He's actually the only player on the Ottawa Senators to have played a game with uh, 50 and 07 Danny Heatley back on the team. Nice. So he's been there for a while. Surprisingly, only 500 games because obviously he was down and up. Uh, in the AHL, yep. but in the last two years, he's actually done a great job. He's a very efficient third line player, kills penalties, and he's he like if you need him to be rough and tough, he does that as well. He's he's kind of a Swiss Army knife, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he had a down year last year, and that's probably why they threw him on waivers. Because but the, after they threw him on waivers, uh, what's the coach? Yeah, uh, Bouchard says he's starting. Boucher, he's playing sorry. the next game. I he know. has him in the lineup, but he's on wave, but he's No, now he came back up. Already. He, so they put him on waivers, hoping someone would take it, because they're probably trying to trade him. So put him on waivers, hopefully someone tries to take him. He comes back up. Now they're going to try so to he's trade back, him. So he's back on the team. What are you going to trade him for? Nothing. You're not going to get... Picks. You can't. You have to get something in return. Yeah. From what I heard is like... You're oh, it's trade, a roster spot. You're going to trade... Yeah, you're going to get like a sixth or seventh round pick, and... Either a worse or contract or a contract that's like either a contract that's about the same with more term or worse for another year or two. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you just don't keep them in there. I understand they're like, oh, let's make room for our young guys. You don't have that many young guys. And Logan I mean, you Brown. do. You, well, Logan Brown's been sent down. Colin White's not ready, I don't think. Uh, like, What's that other kid? He was actually good in uh, the juniors a couple years ago. For Ottawa? Yeah. Forward? I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Oh, it'll come back to me. Yeah. Anyway, they they are <laughs> they're dumpster fire. Nick Paul. Nick Paul. He was I, good I, on I, juniors. I, I liked no. him. I was like, he's tall. He's skinny. He's fast. He's got a good shot. And then he played a couple games, and he was trash. Big guy. Good. Good. Good man. Um. All right. Let's. Uh, so <laughs> great. So uh, the Philadelphia Philadelphia <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers got a new mascot uh, this earlier this week. Yeah. Um. And it stems from one of those old McDonald's characters that they used to give away in happy meals with the all-star jerseys and uh i think his name's gritty gritty and like 
he's he's basically an orange version of Brent Burns. He is scary and ugly. He's very like he's everywhere. Apparently, he was at the airport yesterday in like, Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> but I saw pictures of him at the airport, like with kids. But like, I know as adults, you gotta you're like kids creepy, but kids don't see it that way. They like there's a lot of look at Sesame Street. Everyone's creepy in that show. The yeah. Kids don't pick up on that. So I mean, I understand, but like. I guess they're, just, they're getting a lot of media attention from it, so like that's oh good. for sure he's so, everywhere. Like yeah. all the other all the other teams are making references to him or talking about him. Yeah, uh, it was funny when they had him on the ice. I think it was Monday night. He wasn't even wearing skates. No, and they like he just like fell back <laughs> and like it was just it was just a, a media ploy basically. Yeah, uh, a couple injuries this week. Uh, Corey Perry. Like just as we're talking last week, last show about Anaheim being more stacked than everyone thinks, Perry with a five-month torn meniscus. He'll probably be back before five months with the technology and science that we have now. Yeah, but Corey Perry's already struggling. He's never been a good skater. And how is he going to pay nine million dollars a year? Eight point two five or something. And he's only, he's got th- him and Getzlaff have three years left on their deals. They want a cup. That's what. Exactly. Same as Taves and Kane. Tavares. So. Uh, I mean, he's already slowed down his skating. This is not even. This is going to be worse. Like I don't. I don't think he's coming back. Like I think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back for anything months. good. Honestly, better to have a young guy up there, anyways, with speed. And then he can come back and play ten to thirteen minutes a game. We'll see. But uh, like he basically is going to become a power play guy. But what, but do you know what meniscus is like torn meniscus? Like you can't. He's not going to be on his leg for at least three months. So when he gets back, it's going to be rehab. It's going to be like. When you talk about like Carlson last year when he hurt his leg and he came back, you, you mm-hmm. got to rehab. You don't get to train, yeah. so it's a lot different. And he's already a slow skater, so that's not as big as a hit as this next injury we're going to talk about, but still a hit on the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, Seth Jones six weeks. Uh, what was that injury? Oh, I don't. I, it was lower body, and it happened in their preseason game on uh, Tuesday night. And uh, it's four to six weeks. It's it's a knee, I, just a knee injury. Yeah. So like it's a month to two. Four months. to six could be yeah. could be four. Could that's be what I mean. Month. Could be a month. So he could be back before November. Which well, is not that's not problem. necessarily bad for them. Uh, Wierenski will obviously take more more ice time, and then uh, it leaves some room for them to work out their depth, which is not a bad thing as well. Because obviously Seth Jones, probably one of the best D in the league. I'd probably put him young D in the league. Let's say like he's, he's top ten. He's top ten. Yeah. I he, think. Um, but again, obviously for the Blue Jackets, it's not going to be good if they need if they want a big start, especially in that division. With so yeah, that's what I was going to get uh, to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Washington, Washington, Philly. Yeah, exactly. what, what I was going to get to is they need to come out to a hot, hot start because like if they're in the middle pack or even lower, like you have Bobrovsky and Panarin have both pretty much said they don't really want to stay, and you can't lose them for nothing. Yeah, so if you're by by All Star game, if you're if you're like not even in that wild even card if you're spot. Bubble team, yeah. You could probably lose both of those. You guys. got. You got to get rid of. I know it sucks because you're a good team, but if you're not running away with this division or at the top of the division, you can't really risk it because they've never won a playoff series. I don't think. So I don't know. We'll come back more into that uh, when there's obviously more released about his injury. Um, last thing uh, about the NHL news: I read a report uh, from actually the NHL.com on how the Panthers, the Florida Panthers, have not yet sold an official jersey on the nhl shop if you look at all the jerseys you can buy on the nhl shop the new adidas ones florida doesn't have one there weird they're still trying to get rid of all of their (laughs) reebok ones before they buy adidas ones and sell adidas (laughs) ones 
Yeah, so they wear the Adidas ones. There's on nice it. jerseys. Yeah, yeah, but no one, they can't buy no, them. No, they, they're trying to get rid they of had them. one year of Reebok with the new logos. Right, and they haven't gotten rid of all them. They so. probably sold, like, none of them. Oh, my God. So, I don't know. I just found that interesting. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Leafs don't have a problem with that, but no. uh, maybe we should just buy one. I wonder if they're cheap. We'll, we'll check that out. Uh, it is week four in the NFL starting tonight, so we're going to get into a couple hot takes. Um, Jeremy's seeming like he's having a problem with his headphones and can't fix it, so we're just going to fix it for him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my first hot take, actually, just we're going to go just quickly uh, over Thursday Night Football tonight, L.A. Uh, I think it's Minnesota at L.A., if I'm correct. Yeah, it's, yeah I believe you're right. Um the only notable thing I have is that uh, Aqib Talib is out, uh, the cornerback. He used to play for Denver. He's a really awesome defensive uh, player for L.A. And Minnesota has Delvin Cook, which is um, questionable at this point, running back. Yeah, it should be a good game for a Thursday night game. This looks like one of the best ones. Those are two really good like teams in each league. I even predicted this to be the uh, Super Bowl this year, but after Minnesota losing to Buffalo... Hope that was just a one-off. Yeah, um, they're actually in LA. They're in LA. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, that's. Uh, I can't speak for our for our special guest Quinn Monkman about uh, the Vikings, but I don't, I don't, I don't care really for them if they lose. Yeah, me neither. I'm more of a Green Bay fan anyway in that division. I'm a no fan. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, we can get into this roughing the passer rule. A lot of uh, videos on the internet going on about. Uh, how funny it is they'll like have a guy going to sack a quarterback and someone behind them will like push a mattress behind them and tackle them into the mattress or like lightly put them down on the mattress yeah it's been a problem so far for the first well, i don't weeks. really think it's a problem i just think the consistency of the calls is the problem well i i saw that they went up like it's over 25 percent up like on making these calls it, it's kind of like but the, that's why they're doing it they are trying to make it safer for the quarterbacks I understand that's the, that. That's the game. But last week, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but last week there was one, and it was just like, you could tell he, because you can't like go with your head now. You can't tackle the guy with your head to the body. And he literally moved his head out of the way at the last second, so he wouldn't, and he still got the roughing the passer call. Yeah, it's not easy. The, and two weeks ago, we saw uh, Matt. Matthews on Green Bay. He did. It, he's done it the first, like two of the first three weeks, he's gotten that. The call, he got called for it. And one of them was outrageous. Uh, the, just, just, just really bad because this call not only does like, like if you do it in the third, like it's the you're on a drive and you get a 15 yard penalty and a first down. Yeah. So the guys let's for say for the offense. That's what I'm saying. So let's say he's on the third down and you sack the quarterback and it's the guy calls it. You go from having possession because it's the fourth down and they're going to punt it to you to getting being on the first down and like that's the ball game. They could go ahead and get a touchdown or field goal or anything right there. So I think it's pretty ridiculous what they're doing, but I heard this week they're actually getting together and they're going to try and talk and hopefully ease the rule down a bit. I know they're trying to protect the quarterback. Well, like but they tried to do that in the NHL last year, right? With uh, easing the no, it was the hooking and all that stuff and the slashing and the wrists and everything like that. The thing about that is that they can do that in the first five, ten, fifteen games of the NHL season, and there's still sixty games left. <laughs> You're going to week four. There's only like twelve. Ten. That's what I mean. It's it's tough. Yeah, well, we'll 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 see how that goes. Um, Arizona uh, is starting the rookie quarterback yeah. Rosen, not Callie Rosen. Everybody, it's different Rosen. Uh, Help them get their first win or what? He's the fourth quarterback rookie 
<clears throat> I'm dying today. All uh, right. Yeah. He's the fourth quarterback rookie in this uh, draft that went in the top 10, and everyone else has started. You got Mayfield, you got, uh, is it Sam Darnold, and you got Josh Allen, and uh, it looks like Rosen's going to get the opportunity for Arizona. I mean, Seattle, who hasn't been too good either. No, but Arizona to me is like the worst team like, in the league. Like Arizona, I would, yeah, Coyotes? I would fade, <laughs> I would fade them in your uh, survival pool, which I'm no longer in. So I'm sure Phil will give you your his pick, but I do not have one because I'm eliminated. We're, Thanks, uh, Minnesota. We're getting tweets of uh, the Jeremy. Oh <laughs> to no! Mute your mic. <laughs> mute my mic. That's yeah, okay. I love to, but I can't. I don't uh, control that. <laughs> survival picks. Give me one second here. I'm pretty sure that I'm trying to avoid like for sure wins. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure goals. Uh, let me just quickly come over here. I'm actually three for three so far. What are your teams you've picked? So I'm actually on Jacksonville this week. Jacksonville against the Jets. Oh, Jacksonville didn't get a touchdown last week. Man. I know, but uh, it's like everywhere else is pretty tough. I don't want to take the Saints over the Giants. Like Chargers over the 49ers is pretty big. Uh, like that's probably the biggest one at almost 30%. That's but I, but the Chargers like that they they scare me too. 100%. Yeah, I know it's it, <laughs> I'm looking at it. And after last week there's no way I'm taking the Pats until they they sign like three more fuck wide receivers. Yeah, the Pats are taking uh Miami. They're playing Miami who's 3 and 0, so I mean they really need to beat this team. It's and that's a, a divisional game as well, right? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. So you have Jacksonville at the moment and they're playing who? Jets. But they're at home and they need a bounce back week. Yeah. So that's why I'm on them. Yeah. All right, it's a pretty good pick. Uh, anything else I'm looking forward to this week? Let's say, I, like I said, New uh, New England and Miami should be interesting. Uh, Cleveland's playing Oakland, which are zero and three, so Cleveland can pick up another win. I'm and pumped to see the Lions again. Yeah, they they did well. They're playing Dallas, who's not been really good offensively, so they need obviously to pick up some wins. So hopefully they get that win as well. And the Monday nighter is. Uh, KC and Denver. It's a great game. KC's 3-0. It's like one of the best Ds against, right now, one of the best offenses. They're offenses. in the same division, right? Yeah. Yeah, Denver's 2-1. and one, KC's 3-0. So, yeah, it's a pretty big game. Hey, guys. We're back in studio on Sheridan Life Radio. I'm your host, Phil, with uh, co-host Jeremy. Uh, the MLB playoffs are just around the corner. So, just a couple little things about the MLB before uh, we go into uh, our little game segment. Uh Sure, let's get into uh, Red Sox. It looks like they are playing the winner of Yankees and Oakland. Uh, that's the wild card game. I think it's still undecided if they're playing in New York or Oakland. They're like two games beside each, like well, like away from each other. Yeah. Uh, but Sale is getting the start. I don't think that's too big of a surprise for not the ALDS all. game I one. I wouldn't start Price. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, his playoff uh, pedigree has not been great. Um, that should be whoever they play. I mean. It, I don't know. Would you pick the Red Sox over Yankees and yeah, Oakland? Yeah, 100%. I don't know if i take it over... And then uh, I have Red, Ho- Red Sox-Houston, and I have Houston. I think that Houston-Cleveland series could be pretty sweet. It sucks that's going to be It will five. be. If it's, like, it's going to be... If it's Houston-Cleveland, Red Sox-Yankees, they're only five-game series. Give it to five-game series. I know, but it's still going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah, so... And then you got the other... Uh, you got the NL that's uh, still... It's crazy. There's still you don't know where you're positioning. Well, the Brewers pretty much since we last spoke have secured that top wild they clinched, card spot. They clinched, and so did. And they're uh, three games ahead. I want to say the Cubs clinched as well yet last night. So it looks like it's just uh, St. Louis fighting to get in there, and then you got the Dodgers and uh, Colorado Rockies fighting for that last division. As I well. actually have yeah St. Louis and Colorado. 
Yeah. Uh, one game, 0.5 game difference between them. But how far is Colorado from the Dodgers? Um, They're only like two games apart, too. There's only three to four games Dodgers. left. Where's the Dodgers? i got to get out of this. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's still a race going on there. We don't know who. 0.5. Yeah, so, so the Dodgers I mean. are 0.5 behind Colorado, and so, the Colorado's 0.5 behind St. Louis. So, it's, yeah, so it's uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on there, but either so way. So, the Dodgers got to do that, eh? Wow. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the Dodgers are playing, like, yeah. Um, not today, but they are against the Dodgers. They are in the finals last year, right? Or yeah, they lost yeah. to Houston, yeah. Uh, they're playing San Fran, so they'll coast through that series. That's probably a three-game series. St. Louis then, playing the Cubs. And then it's Ooh. playoffs start next Thursday. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it just sucks as a Blue Jays fan. It's been a rough, like, year to get through, rough summer. But playoffs. It has been. Like, it's been hard to follow baseball because the Jays were doing so bad. Yeah. And it sucks that they were doing so bad because, like, obviously uh, it's not – it's been Ross Atkins and uh, Mark Shapiro who have pretty much taken this team from a two uh, consecutive AL, ALCS, uh, like, what, game five and then game six? Game six and game five. Yeah. KC and then Cleveland. Yep. Uh, and now they're, like, garbage. And then, obviously, first one to go to save the, the GM's butt – is the coach, the manager. Manager, yeah, I mean... And we got that yesterday I think with that's uh, James or uh, John Gibbons' last home game. At least they were able to beat Houston, that's the reigning right, that's what I World Series champs, which was very nice. Yeah, it's kind of like an end Although of Although there era. was like a thousand people at the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was in a day game, too. It was weird. Yeah, it finished at like 7 Yeah, it was weird. Ish. It must have started at 4. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's uh, finally uh, end of an era. You got Donaldson, Encarnacion, Batista, all these guys gone. Osuna. All you have, yeah, and then John Gibbons. All you have Donaldson. left there, that's what I'm saying. All you have left is uh, Tulo and Russell Martin. and Pilar. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? I don't know. I think they have a bright future. It's just not till Guerrero. 2021. So I don't expect next year to be any better. That's why it's kind of disappointing. So I'm excited for the playoffs to get started here. Yeah, uh, that's going to be interesting. I'm going to be going for my Brewers. Might get a Brewers jersey. Brewers. Who knows? Oh, I actually got a couple uh, World Series rings from work because they come in the, the beer cases. Yeah. I got a Houston 2017 one. Nice. Did uh, you get a Blue Jays one? No, uh, I got a Miami Marlins one. No. <laughs> it's actually a cool color. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, I guess the last thing I want to talk about MLB, we can Osuna. Yeah, so I guess he was back. We talked about that on Tuesday. He was back, got a save against the Jays, yeah. uh, obviously got booed. Didn't talk to the media. Didn't talk to the media. But then yesterday, or it was right Tuesday after, night, yeah. Tuesday night uh, they announced that he is uh, no longer being charged and has signed, signed a, a peace bond, bond, meaning that he has basically uh, can have no criminal infractions for an year. entire year yep. or else he, gets, he goes to jail. Yeah, I don't know, but... The, the whole complicated thing was the only people that were there at like, like when it happened was Osuna and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's back in Mexico and she's not coming to testify. So whether so it happened as, or as not, long as he's a good boy, he'll be fine. Exactly. It's just disappointing that it is. you got nothing for a guy who's like one of the best closers in the league and he's under 25. Like, come on. Yeah, I know. Okay. We are uh, just going to, uh, talk about fantasy hockey as we have the pretty much everyone's doing their drafts this weekend. So, uh, how many leagues are you in? I'm in two. Just yours and yeah, our mine and our and our buddies. I'm league. in four. Yeah, that's a little much. 
Yeah, but they're uh, not as expensive. As but the other basically, league. we're gonna we're gonna go over we're, one's a keeper league, a fresh keeper league, and then the other one's like a sixth year, seventh year, uh, pretty competitive league actually. How many? There's I mean, fourteen in both. Fourteen, 14 players in both, both banger leagues. <clears throat> so obviously, including hits, blocks, uh, pretty much everything <laughs> like that. Uh, not many goalie stats, only about five. Uh, but I want to know like what, how you're going to go into this keeper draft because it's a fresh league. It's, uh, it's an, it's an, op- it's a blank slate basically. Yeah. And I've never, I've been in a keeper league with you, but I've never drafted, drafted keeper the keeper league. league. Me neither. Neither have I. So actually. I'm not a hundred percent sure how I want to go with it. I, well, do you want to win now or do you want to win or be like good for five years in a row? Well, I think, I don't know. Usually I don't draft goalies early, but do I want a really good young goalie? Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, Halibuck. You know what I mean? Those two guys are going to get picked up early, in my opinion, and I'm not, I'm not a guy to pick a goalie early. But think, like, what about, like, who's, like, 33, 34? We're talking about goalies? No, players. Like, Crosby, Ovechkin, like, that yeah, area of players, Malkin. Well, I have a list ahead of, like, the top 25 here, and you got McDavid, I don't know, Marchand too old or no? He's still young. McKinnon, Line, Matthews, Pasternak. But I'm just saying, like, the major. I'm I'm thinking the majority of my team. I'm gonna try to select tw- players. Like I'm gonna cap it at like 27. Yeah, your team should be like a. Unless I'm able to get Crosby or Ovechkin, I'm capping my things at my players at 26, 27 years North old. North American young stars. Exactly. Is what your team should be like. Yeah, I agree. Um. I don't know. It, this one's a banger league as well. That's the only like it's. I don't know how to draft. I don't know if I'm going to go center D goalie, so I have one well, of each as my locked up. Exactly. Keepers. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to think about which kind of players I want to bring over from year to year, yeah. and we get it's a five man keeper league. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to pick one goalie, three forwards, and one D. That's what you're going to do. Yep. I, I the only thing was like two and two. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not huge on D. I'm never huge on D. I'm okay to roll with free agent D's all the time and just yeah. getting shots, blocks, hits, and hits. Yep. And points when you can. Uh, get all your points from your players. Uh, obviously, there's the two extra forwards positions in this keeper league. Right. So I'm going to go heavy on centers, heavy on faceoffs, heavy yeah. on uh, like like I am. I'm super against players that only provide you goals, shots, and points. Yeah, it's just a bang, it. this is a banger like, league. Like not, Kucherov, like you will never see one of those guys on my team. I agree. I I can't stand that either. You like well before I draft a guy, I look at his like what do you call them? Supplemental? What do you call them? Supplemental? Yeah. Sup, sure. Like supp. I don't know what word to use. Like their blocks, their hits, their power play points, their back stats. Essentially, I don't really look at penalty minutes because that's just like a wild card. It is wild card plus minus a little bit too, right? Like it is, but you. You can't. There is a way around that, but it's not always. It's not always easy to, to tell, right? Yeah. Like obviously, teams with less goals against, um, it it those players will have a higher plus minus. But then again, you need to look at which players get a lot of points on the power play because then they're not technically getting pluses either. Yeah, and Drew Doughty's like fourth or fifth D, <coughs> but I have him like one because he gets 100, over 120 hits, 120 blocks. Over 200 shots, yeah, he's, 20 he's power even, play points. He's even across the board. That's what I mean. He's that's just one of those guys. So I mean, it, it, you gotta. I don't know when you're drafting your team. All the players in the top 100 get points. Yeah, I know. So, so. It, it's really you gotta look at the other stats. That's how I see it. So I don't know. Uh, I'm not big on drafting wingers. I usually don't. 
I me do, neither. I, like, Center wingers is like what I'm yeah, going for mainly. 100%. But last year they really cracked down on the amount of mm-hmm. like they were changing people mid-season, removing their winger status, removing their center status, yeah. basically making it uh, fair. Like you had a Kessel at the start of last year who was a center left wing. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Yeah, this guy's never taken a face off in his life. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, hopefully we both have uh, good uh, picks. Obviously, next show we will have a segment uh, going over our what we like and don't like about our fantasy draft teams. If so we have time. Make sure to check out uh, the rebuild on Shared in Life Radio. Thanks for listening today, guys. I'm your host Phil, and we'll chat later.